podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Wolves Express, brought to you by MyDieselClaim.com. Check if you are eligible for significant compensation for free at MyDieselClaim.com. William, to potentially win the game, steps up right-footed, and he beats Jose Sarr, who guessed the right way this time, but he couldn't reach it. William scores. It's Fulham 3, Wolves 2. And that's it. The final whistle goes. Wolves beaten by three goals to two. Yeah, I was pleased with a lot of what the side showed. Decent enough performance that deserves to take something away. And unfortunately, it's decided on um, not by either of the team, just decided by the officials and the VAR. We started to lift the tempo. But, you know, some decisions have got headbutted, but just being too honest and didn't, didn't go down. But, you know, it's not my fault. Very tough to take. It's impossible not to talk about it, isn't it? Thousands of people there that have followed us all the way to London and have to go all the way home with nothing because of bad officiating. Welcome to Wolves Express, where the dust is still just about settling after Wolves' 3-2 Premier League defeat at Fulham on Monday night. On today's show, we'll hear the thoughts of manager Gary O'Neill after a controversial evening in West London, Kilman shares his take following the full-time whistle too, whilst old gold legend Andy Thompson and commentator Mikey Burrows give their immediate reaction to events at Craven Cottage. This is your official club podcast, Wolves Express, bringing you the latest news, interviews and updates from the club every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Hit follow or subscribe on your favourite podcast platform now, and that way you'll be notified when a new show is available. Well, it certainly feels like deja vu on Wolves Express today as once again we're left in the wake of highly disputable VAR decisions after a game. Not for the first time this season, Wolves have been left frustrated by incidents which have gone against them. The Manchester United, Luton and Newcastle games are just three occasions this season which spring to mind. This time the controversy comes from Craven Cottage where the old gold took on Fulham in the Premier League, looking for the win that would have elevated them to 10th in the table. But in the end, Wolves were beaten 3-2 in the capital, with two penalty decisions given in Fulham's favour. The second converted by Willian at the death, which proved to be the game's winning goal. There were other moments too, including what appeared to be a headbutt on Maximilian Kilman. More from the captain and his take on the situation later on today's show. Understandably, Gary O'Neill had plenty to say about the officiating after the game, but first of all, what did the manager make of his side's display? Yeah, I was pleased with a lot of what the side showed. It's good to talk about the game first. So that I think if you're watching that game, it was a good game of football for two sides going at it. And we could have come out winners, could have come out losers, could have been a draw. It was one of those games where it was sort of, uh, as a neutral, probably a good one to watch. I thought we lost our way and got caught in a bit in the emotion of it, which we can get to later. And I, I sort of understand why they get caught up in the emotion of it a little bit. I'd like them to have a bit more control and try and play the second half more like we played the first. But yeah, having said that, I thought it was a a decent enough performance that deserved to take something away from a a tough place to come. As you'd expect, it didn't take long for the boss to be asked his perspective on some of the refereeing decisions in the game. Speaking with TalkSport's Sam Matterface, here's O'Neill's reaction to the officiating and the conversation he had with the referee after the game. Nelson Semedo's never a penalty. Touches the ball before he, he makes an action stands down on the ball, the ball spins, and then I can't I can't see any contact. Been in with a referee and he's he agrees with me, he, which is he was sent to the screen, he thinks it should have been a penalty. So the VAR's made a mistake then? Yeah, 
Yeah, because you can see why the ref, it moves quick. So very hard for the ref to decide whether Nelson has touched the ball or stood on his foot or not. So I can understand the referee. I think all of us in the stadium felt, oh, might be something there like, at that live speed. Um, and then as soon as I saw it on the iPad, oh, that's not penalty. Nelson's touched the ball and can't see he's touching Tom Kearney. Referee agrees. You wish he should have been sent to the screen to have a second look. Should Vinicius have been sent off? Would he have been sent off if Max Kilman made more of it? Yeah, so discussed this with the referee as well. At the time, they tried to tell me that it wasn't an aggressive enough headbutt, which I was like, that, that is a crazy explanation, by the way, because you can't headbutt people. There are people everywhere watching that, and we're saying, oh, yeah, you can headbutt them. If you headbutt them softly or maybe a little bit softly, you're fine. So it's a headbutt. Should be a sending off. They've come out since, I believe, and spoken to a member of staff and said, yeah, we got that one wrong. Should have been a red card. Wolves captain Maximilian Kilman punished for his honesty and not reacting to the incident with Fulham's Carlos Vinicius. But how did the skipper see the evening's events? You know, I think in the second half, we started to lift the tempo. But, you know, some decisions it should should have not been given against us. So very tough to take. There was a lot of anger on the on the Wolves bench. What was your view on, on the two penalty decisions that went Fulham's way? The first one, definitely not a penalty. Some decisions as well, you know, for for our penalty, uh, the, the defender that fouled him should have been booked as well. And then I think the incident with me, I got headbutted, but just being too honest and didn't, didn't go down, but you know, it's not my fault. And then the, subs- the second penalty, the crucial one at, at the end there, did you get a good view of that? And what was your what was your take? I, did, I didn't see that one properly, but you know, some decisions you know not going away and you know not getting any help from the referees to to see what's going on. Are there positives you can take from the performance as a whole? What will you be looking at in training? Going okay, we got that right. Yeah, definitely. You know, as a team, we stuck together. You know, regardless of the, out- the external factors we couldn't control, but you know, we stuck together, played to our game plan, and created good chances. You know, just unfortunate. With stuff we can't control. And Gary O'Neill is constantly, you know, shouting at all of the players about positional sense and being in the right place. Do you feel as though the squad as a whole are now really picking up on what he wants from you, and that's you're seeing that in results? Okay, yeah, def- not tonight, but recently. Yeah, definitely. You know, we're, we're we're sticking to his game plan. You know, and he's really trying to fit, fit it in within how we want to play, and he's just doing a great job with that. You know, we just need to keep listening, keep doing it, and hopefully we'll get better. It's becoming an unwanted running theme for Gary O'Neill to be discussing decisions after the game, both with referees and the media. It's no secret that the manager would rather be talking about the football itself, but he feels sometimes discussing the officiating is unavoidable. It's impossible not to talk about it, isn't it? Because there's a load of interviews I need to do, and for for me to not talk about those four incidents would be, yeah, I mean, it's not possible. So we have to talk about those. And I also have a responsibility to represent club and there's thousands of people there that have followed us all the way to London, have sung my name, stuck with a group the whole way through and have to go all the way home with nothing because of bad officiating. So, um, yeah, I feel for them because their support again this evening was incredible and unfortunately it's decided on, um, not by either of the teams, it's decided by the officials in VAR. Wolves legend Andy Thompson was with club commentator Mikey Burrows calling the action at Craven Cottage and in the immediate aftermath of the game, Tomo felt that despite the contention over decisions, defensively, the old goal just need to tighten up a touch. But with the penalty decision, we're allowing the officials to make a decision. We're allowing it. If, if we just get rid of the ball when it first comes to us, there's no, there's no dispute in what's going on. But we're having a touch in our own penalty area 
and we're we, we giving the referee and VAR opportunities to <laughs> award a penalty and like and sometimes we just create our own problems there's a, a few people mentioned the fact obviously Sarabia had such a moment against Spurs and then didn't get on the pitch today given the fact that we'll have a different type of midfield and given the fact that maybe one of the the, the question marks you could ask over Wolves today is that they didn't keep the ball in the forward areas well enough to allow players to get up in support. Is Sarabia a, a genuine option, do you feel, to maybe kind of shore up the midfield and provide that outlet for somebody to, to get on the ball? Look, he's a player. He's, he's, a, he's a player and, he's, and like he's, um, he's got a reputation of being a player. And I said that before he went to uh, scored the goal about like him not being... Uh, up to the level that he, he, everybody was talking about, but there's no doubt about it. He's got ability and he, he's he's a very good player. He's, he deserves an opportunity. He deserves a chance, and he shows you what he can do when he played against Tottenham. But he's got to he's got to do it more consistently for me. And again, it's going to be a battle at the weekend. Is he going to suit that? I don't know. But he's going to have to be if he's going to if he's going to start. More from Mikey and Tomo at Fulham on Matchday Live Extra, which is available now to listen to wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Wolves Weekly to find it. Make sure you hit subscribe or follow on the Wolves Weekly podcast channel as well, because on Thursday, Mikey will be joined by former assistant coach Rui Pedro Silva, who worked alongside Nuno Espirito Santo during his time at Molyneux. It's a fascinating chat about tactics and how Wolves had so much success during that era, and it's well worth a listen. So we've reached the end of another edition of Wolves Express. I'll be back with you again on Friday as we look ahead to that tough trip to the Emirates to take on Arsenal. You can hit subscribe or follow on this podcast channel too, and that way you'll be right up to date with all of the latest news from Molyneux. So from me, that's all for now. I'll catch you next time on Wolves Express. Speak to you then. Wolves Express is a voice work sport production for Wolverhampton Wanderers. Podcast Network.